one of the first black military officers to lead an elite unit in combat, today received the nation's highest award for bravery on the battlefield, righting what advocates say was a decades-long injustice. Jeff Bennett has the story and a conversation with retired Army Colonel Paris Davis. Recognition nearly 60 years overdue. <laughs> President Biden today awarding retired Army Colonel Paris Davis the Medal of Honor, the U.S. military's most prestigious decoration for Davis's acts of valor as a commander during the Vietnam War. Paris, you are everything this medal means. I mean everything this medal means. And look, you're everything our generation aspired to be. You're everything our nation is at our best. Davis, now 83 years old, was one of the first black officers to lead a U.S. Special Forces team in combat. On June 18, 1965, Davis, then a captain, led his team plus 95 South Vietnamese troops in a pre-dawn raid on a North Vietnamese army camp. When the raid started, a counterattack forced the group into a rice paddy with no cover. Every American was wounded, some stranded. Davis, shot and hit by grenade shrapnel, raced back to rescue his team. The sort of submerged in the, in the, in the rice paddy had been shot twice in the, in the same foot. The Davis first out. spoke of the battle in 1969 on the that Phil Donahue right. show, sharing how he twice refused orders from a commander to withdraw. Well, I told him, sir, uh, I'm just not going to leave. I still have an American out there. The combat lasted 19 hours. His entire team survived. Immediately after, Davis's commander submitted his name for the Medal of Honor. But the military lost his paperwork two times, with no record of it ever being submitted. Davis's team has long argued race played a role. It's been emotional, to say the least. Ron Deese, at 79, is the team's youngest survivor. He's also part of the group of advocates who painstakingly recreated and resubmitted Davis's Medal of Honor paperwork. What does Colonel Davis mean to you? In this past nine years working with the team to recreate all the documentation it takes for a medal like this, um, growing very fond of him. I respected him immensely when I was under his command and that's never wavered. We spoke with Colonel Davis the day before the Medal of Honor ceremony. In June of 1965, Davis was 26 years old, a black officer leading an all-white unit. He recalled the day of the attack. I remember that the first thing on my mind was to get going. When, when you're in a situation that is foreign to you, you take a moment and try to piece it together. In a war, you don't do that. And you were firing your rifle with your pinky finger because right. your hand was shattered by a grenade. That's right. Not only that, your grenade knocked out a couple of my teeth and, and some other things. And think about fighting, pulling a trick with your little finger. You know, slippery, blood everywhere, uh, people dying, a volley of the Air Force dropping bombs, the uh, artillery uh, firing shells, and all this is happening, and you got a couple of men down. And you twice disobeyed commands to withdraw, to yeah. effectively abandon your men. Well, it was really interesting because 
I'm trying to make a decision of what, how we can really handle the, the wounded. I understand he was a general officer, is saying, don't worry, just leave him there and we'll get him. And I said, we're not going to go. It probably stopped me from being a general officer because I had disobeyed an order. Immediately after that, your commander submitted your name for the Medal of Honor. Yeah. But the paperwork inexplicably disappeared twice, and there was no record of the file. It strikes me that you didn't have to wonder much about the reason for that. The interesting thing there was the soldiers were saying, what's going on here? It brought to the fore racism and the difference of way whites are treated and blacks are treated. They had never, to my knowledge at that time, lost a Medal of Honor uh, citation that was lost by a white guy. Hmm. But it did with a black guy. And the soldiers knew it. And so it changed the whole complexion of war, especially when you're out there fighting with them and they know that it's not right. And the other thing is, more important than that, is the fact that I pulled guard duty. They thought that that was the thing that separated me from other officers. Because when other officers had teams, they never pulled guard duty. If their lives were on the line when they were pulling guard duty, why couldn't mine? The other thing that we did was the fact that NCOs all ran patrols. I was on some of those patrols, not as a leader, but as a machine gunner. President Biden called you to inform you that you would receive the Medal of Honor. What was that moment like? I don't know if a lot of people know the, uh, the president, but in those five or six minutes, and he wanted to talk longer. He was so cordial. Remember the balloons that were up in the sky? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when I, I got the phone call. And uh, we started talking. He had read a lot of the things that I was doing, good things, the battles and all that. And he mentioned a couple of them, not in detail, but with enough for me to realize that he knew what was going on. And so during the conversation, he would ask about the family and about this and that. There was a time when he said something about lunch, and I said, are you going to pay for it? He said, why the hell would I have you there if I would have to pay for it myself? And we're talking about the, we're talking about the White House. And we had a couple of three really nice jokes there that uh, aren't appropriate right now, but I tell you, he's got a sense of humor. How do you think you're going to feel when he puts the Medal of Honor around your neck? Well, the one thing I'm really afraid of doing is crying. Uh, The medal means more to the black race than it means to me. For so long, we've had this reputation of not being part of America. I think this, this medal might settle that. And I think it's really important for something like this to happen 
luckily is happening to me, this medal means a lot. It means a lot to America to see that we're all capable of doing, uh, doing good. What's it like living for 60 years knowing that you deserved recognition for which you were wrongfully denied? The thing that bothered me the most is the military knowing that didn't have the, the gumption to give me a call to say, hey, we lost it and we can't find it. And then coming back and said, we understand that someone put the second narrative in and we can't find it either. And I'm saying, you're telling me you lost a citation twice? And they said, no, 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 we just can't find it twice. And I said, right. It was something that doesn't happen. You can name the number of people that have won the Medal of Honor. And to lose, just to lose that, that citation really pissed me off. But when, uh, when you find out the silence is the word. Nobody calls. No one says anything for 50 years. Well, it's all being made right now. That so. is. The other thing is, I'm happy as a pig and you know what, that it's going to be uh, President Biden. Well, Colonel Davis, congratulations, sir. It is a real honor to speak with you. Um, and there are, there are lots of folks who thank you for your sacrifice your patience, your diligence, your tenacity, your service. So thank you. No, thank you. I really appreciate it.